0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to All in One Dallas Sports. Today is a very special day as the Mavericks are not currently playing as they were knocked out of the playoffs, but today marks 10 years to the day that they won the 2011 championship. This pod is pretty much going to be dedicated to that. We'll start off with a little bit of bet talk as always, but then we'll give you the full breakdown of how the Mavs got to that in 2011 and everything leading up to it and then we'll follow that at the end with a little bit of talk about NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs
1: so last pod was actually mine and Jake's first losing day Uh, Together, it was a 0-3 day for us. That day. But overall, we're still up 20.46 units. Um, And my play of the day today is Kawhi Leonard over 39.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Down 2-0, just like they were against the Mavs. I'm looking for Kawhi to go into full robot mode. Um, Jake, what's your play of the day?
0: My play of the day, sticking on clippers Jazz game, I got clippers Jazz over, 222 and a half. Jazz just took a two zero lead. Clippers need to respond. They're going home. I think Kawhi is a big game. I think you got a good bet. I think Clippers are looking to put this thing to bed. I think it's a high-scoring, fun game.
1: Yeah, it's a, definitely an interesting <clears throat> series, and we'll talk about it a little bit more um, later on the pod. But before that, Jake. Would you like to build the stage for what today means?
0: Let me set the stage for you MFFLs. Very special day as the solo championship the Dallas Mavericks have won was 10 years ago, to the day. Ten-year anniversary, is something special. So we're just going to break down everything leading up to it. So as a lot of MFFLs know, the Mavs were a really, really good team in the 2000s. They had 11 straight 50-win seasons and even some 60-win seasons in there from 2000 to 2011. Led by Dirk that whole time, they're the second-most winning team in the NBA from 2000 to 2020, only behind the Spurs. who Which
1: is, which is insane insanity with, with all the super teams that have evolved like in today's nba you yeah. know that we're still number two
0: just that level of consistency and excellence that was the 2000s maps they had some great playoff series early on you know with the jazz spurs never really got too much of those lakers in their prime
1: they had uh, some good ones with the suns
0: portland they had a uh, exciting series with Portland. Sons, like you said, with Nash. But
1: it, it was a and the Kings. It was a yeah. cool time in the NBA
0: and the Timberwolves too. Dirk yeah. busted up KG one series. Busted. I think during is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it might have been a KG's MVP year.
1: It was KG's. MVP. And
0: Dirk had averaged 35 and 11 or something it crazy on him.
1: Dominated.
0: <laughs> That's why KG doesn't like Dirk. Yeah. You'll notice he doesn't talk about him a lot. <laughs> but the peak of those 2000s was 2006. That's when the Mavs made the finals. They were a four seed, but back then the seeding was based on division winners. So the, three, the first three seeds were the highest three records of which teams won each of the three divisions in the West. <clears throat> but the Mavs had the second best record. In the West, right behind the Spurs.
1: Right, and the Spurs are in our division, so that's why the Mavs are the four seed.
0: Yeah, but they were better than the two and three seed. So, first round, they had Memphis, beat them four zero, sweep them, no problem. Uh, Pau Gasol's leading that team. It's Shane Battier. That's pretty much it. They don't have too much firepower. We kill them, put them to bed. Second round was the greatest. Mavs playoff series of all time outside of 2011 it was against the Spurs uh, that one seed Spurs with Tim Duncan bondage nobly Tony Parker in their prime everyone knows about the Spurs just the only team that had a more winning record than the Mavs for 20 years just excellence and the Mavs I think the Mavs went up 3-1 in that series. And then <clears throat> Spurs uh, the Spurs, yeah, they take game five and six. And game seven is in San Antonio. So everyone's thinking, oh, it's the Mavs. They can't deliver. Choke job. Usual yep. Mavs. What happened that game, Mac?
1: Um, Mavs are down three. Uh, Dirk goes ahead and ties it up with an and one. To send it into OT. Mm. Send Sweet. it into OT. Clutched. Lefty
0: at the rim. Ginobili fouls him. And one. Derek's not missing his clutch free throws. OT.
1: We Duncan put. doesn't play well.
0: Dizana's shop. <laughs> <laughs> comes in. And Tim Duncan. Goes one for seven in OT. Mavs blow it open. Steal the game. Move that on. was the turning point. I think for Dirk in his career, you know, taking down those Spurs. (laughs) And third round, playing an oh so familiar Steve Nash led Suns.
1: Steve Nash just won his, he just won back to back MVPs in 05 and 06. So this was an MVP season. A little spoiler Nash has never made the finals, but this was Nash's (laughs) time to make the finals.
0: And he's also, those two back to back MVPs, are the first two years that he left Dallas also.
1: Right. So, so there's a little bit of animosity. Yeah. Uh, we're not we huge Suns fans then.
0: <laughs> and Dirk and Nash are friends, but, oh, you you know, I would, <laughs> if this was me and Mac, I would never let him hear the end of it oh. if I beat him in the series.
1: Oh, I would <laughs> I'd pull a Dirk in Game 5 on you, and I'd drop 50 and 12. Hmm. 50? 50. Exactly.
0: Series ends up at 2-2. And then Game 5, like Mac just said, Dirk puts 50 and 12 on him. Just buries him. And Mavs win the last two games. Winning the Western Conference.
1: Western Conference Finals. First one that the Mavs had.
0: And the series of events that happens... In the NBA Finals, is arguably some of the most controversial, hated—I don't even know the word to use—just fraudulent, fraudulent,
1: fraudulent,
0: fraudulent um, uh, series to maybe ever happen in the NBA, besides Kings <laughs> Lakers O two.
1: So, let me set a little bit of the stage here, Tim Donahue. Uh, was a ref at the time he was actually the head ref of the 06 finals Um, but in 2009 he was charged for federal fraud charges for altering the game based on his bets and he even had a spiteful relationship with mark cuban and when he was arrested he even talked about it and he even admitted the 06 finals was rigged to extend the series after dallas went up 2-0 they rigged the, the guy in charge, the ref supervisor in charge, came out and said, yes, the 06 finals was rigged.
0: But that was and after all the charges and jail time. three
1: years later.
0: So it, it was kind of discredited. But also, I think we forgot to mention the Mavs move on to play at the Miami Heat in 2006. Yes. Dwayne Wade led this team. Shaquille O'Neal was kind of on... Hitting the down end of his career, but still a great player. Yeah. It was just an awkward team full of sort of old vets that didn't mesh. But, you know, they got there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was just bringing that up to say that literally the guy in charge, the ref in charge, said, yes, we've raked the 0-6 finals. It was three years post, so there's nothing to do about it. But when that comes out, and after you hear the stats that Jake will tell you about, it's uh, definitely a discrepancy.
0: Oh, yeah. So, listen to these stats. So, first of all, uh, the Mavs take the first two games of the series. Great. Uh, Mark Cuban gets a little bullish, a little foolish, loudmouthed. Um, I'm not going to say he costed us the series, but... He certainly did not help with the front office. Uh, he kind of, kind of made the refs and David Stern, who was the commissioner of the NBA at the time, sort of hate the Mavs. Also, uh, Ed Rush was like the head of officiating, kind of like, uh, like the Players Association, like Chris Paul's head of that type deal. He despised Cuban <laughs> because Mark Cuban said that he wouldn't hire ed rush to manage a dairy queen (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of lot of chippiness with mark cuban and the nba and mark cuban has accumulated millions of dollars of fines over his career so mavs take the first two games whatever no problem mark cuban Opens his mouth a little, starts talking about how he's going to be wearing a speedo with David Stern, hands him the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and talking about the Dallas parade and everything like that, and just not a good look. You, know, you never want to be so cocky when you haven't won the whole thing yet, even if you're up three-zero and you're up fifty in Game Four. Just wait. <clears throat> so, Dwayne Wade was the key for the NBA making sure the Dallas Mavs did not win this series. And just so you don't think that we're a couple of Mavs fans hating on Dwayne Wade in the heat and saying, oh, we you know, we got uh, screwed out of a championship, <clears throat> here's some fam- familiar names that also think it was a rigged championship for the heat. Tracy McGrady, Bill Simmons, one of the best basketball writers, beat writers ever. Tim Donahue. (laughs) Phil Jackson.
1: Arguably the greatest coach of all time.
0: The most winning NBA Finals coach of all time. Just a few names to throw out there before you think we're just just blabbering on about nothing. (laughs) I mean, salty. So, Dwayne Wade, in the regular season, averaged just under 11 free throws a game. Uh, that's a lot, you know, that's, I'm sure, I mean, yeah, that's a good amount. He's, he's a, he's a great player. Uh, yeah.
1: You also got to think in the regular season, they call things a lot tighter. Um, in the playoffs, everybody lets players in the playoffs play a little bit more. There's always a dip in most players, free throw attempts in the playoffs, maybe besides certain star players, um, who live at the rim.
0: Yeah. So game three. Dwayne Wade does have a great game. He's fourteen for twenty six from the field. Great shooting splits. Takes eighteen free throws. Brutal. Eighteen's a high number. Pretty questionable. You know, tough loss. No one's on the rig train yet. Game four. The Mavs just play so horrible. They just they blew it. Uh Heat didn't even need any help that game. I think they lost by over 20. Yeah. Bad, bad game. Dwayne Wade is 13 for 23, 8 for 9 for the free throw line. It just, just killed the Mavs a little. <clears throat> so the series is tied 2-2. Dwayne Wade has now taken 51 free throws through four games. Kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. But... Here's here's where it just gets crazy. Game 5, series tied 2-2. Dwayne Wade is 11 for 28 from the field. Not great shooting. Not yeah. what you want from your superstar. He takes 25 free throws, which is the same amount that the entire Mavs team took. 25.
1: And not to mention more than his total free throws from game 1. And game two. Combined. Combined.
0: The Heat shoot forty nine free throws that game to Dallas's twenty-five. Double.
1: And in basketball, there's no way you're gonna win a game no. when the other team is taking double the free throws that you're taking. <laughs>
0: and after this game, um, Mark Cuban went on the floor and was screaming profanities at David Stern and all the refs saying your league is rigged, essentially, without all the cursing. And he gets fined like $500,000, something crazy like that.
1: Fun fact, Mark Cuban has only considered once about selling this team. It was after the 06 finals. He came out and said he thought about he thought he's thinking about signing the team because the league is rigged. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't if you were an avid Mavs fan, and I'm sure most of our listeners weren't really at the age kind of like us to really understand what was going on at the time um, because we're six or seven. Yeah. um, But looking back on it and like reading the articles about it and like I would have wanted to know what it felt like being in that day and how. It was perceived by everyone, well, um, a large it. majority of the population, that it was a rigged finals,
0: um, especially yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, and I I know how the Kings feel. The yeah. Kings got uh, a finals appearance taken away from them when they played the Kobe Shaq Lakers when they were on their downfall. They three peed it. That was the third year of their three peat But I mean, the Kings were screwed out of it, just like we were this. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Heat take a 3-2 lead. Nothing you could do. So, moving on to Game 6. Oh, also, another thing about the league office. Uh, Shaq, Game 3, Shaq hits Jerry Stackhouse on the maps with a hard elbow. And if you know who Jerry Stackhouse is, one of the toughest guys in league history that's ready to square up and fight Anytime, anywhere. would. No one messed with Jerry Stackhouse. So Shaq leaks out on a fast break. Looks like he has a wide open dunk. Stackhouse jumps up. They collide in the air. Shaq goes flying into the stands because he's 380 pounds and he can't (laughs) stop himself. And Jerry Stackhouse is in the game. He's assigned a flagrant one. He'd get the free throws. We move on. No fight. No nothing. Yeah, Miami's not holding Shaq back, from getting a stack house, nothing Benches crazy. Benches
1: not clear. Nothing no. crazy, just a hard <laughs> Yay foul.
0: Hard foul. However, and I don't know if I've ever heard of anything like this besides Draymond in twenty sixteen. The league reviews it and assigns him a flagrant two and he's suspended the next game.
1: Suspended. For game four, which is a game pivotal four. game
0: which is a game that we lost and a game that we played horribly in. That's the worst game we played all series. That's the game that our third or fourth best player gets knocked out, you know, in the NBA finals, you know, that would be like,
1: that's like, that's James like LeBron Harden going out for Kevin the nets. Love.
0: Yeah. LeBron losing Kevin love
1: in 2015. Uh, and then he lost Kyrie. And, you saw how it's, that finals it's
0: went. It's devastating. The, we, the Mavs also lose a, uh, a prominent player in 2011, but we'll talk about that later. So, 3-2. Mavs are down. Game 6. Dwayne Wade. 10 for 18 from the field. <clears throat> 21 free throws. 46 free throws in the last two games.
1: 46. Heat that is too. That is more than the maps.
0: That's not an outlier. Sure. That's not a discrepancy. Six, six, five. Uh, that's that's, sanity. that's That's not that's an anomaly. That's consistency from the refs.
1: It was just a horribly mm. officiated finals and it'll never happen again. Let me tell you yeah. that. Especially in this day and age.
0: Too much media.
1: Too much media. They got away with it then. In our opinion, we felt like we got screwed out. People of a would final. Be
0: showing up at these refs' houses now. That's yeah. how bad it was.
1: And especially with social media now, too. It's just—it just it, it just wouldn't happen again.
0: <laughs> you want to hear the craziest stat about those free throws?
1: Yeah, let me hear them.
0: So, Dwayne Wade took 97 free throws over six games. That was more than LeBron, Steph, and Clay combined in 2016 finals. Seven games. One more game, three times the amount of star players. And he took more than all three of them.
1: Which is insane.
0: With one especially, game.
1: Especially knowing the way LeBron gets to the cup. LeBron draws fouls. LeBron goes yeah. to the line. It's not even free throw makes. It's free throws attempted. And knowing that Steph Curry is very good at drawing fouls, he's at least going to see the line multiple times. Clay Thompson is great at drawing fouls. He's going to see the line multiple times. And Dwayne That's Wade crazy. took more free throws than all of them. In one less game?
0: One less game, too. That's not a coincidence.
1: It's an outlier, for sure.
0: So we're not telling you all this to make you upset. We're telling you all this to set the stage for revenge. The
1: 2011 Revenge Tour.
0: So Dwayne Wade averaged nine free throws a game through the first three rounds of the 2006 playoffs. And when they played the Mavs, it went up to 16 a game. Almost double. Insanity. So, Mavs lose. Chokers. You know the next next few years in the playoffs, they get bounced out. They lose first round when they're a one seed.
1: We fire our coach Avery Johnson. Hire Rick. Hire Rick Carlisle.
0: Some change bound to happen. Little shakeup on the team. Eric Dampier, Eddie Nahra. For you Mavs fans and Matt Carroll, they all get shipped out to Charlotte. In return, we get Tyson Chandler. And Alexis. This is, this is fast forward to 2011, by the way.
1: Yeah. And let me say this about Tyson Chandler. He averaged six and six before coming to the Mavs. It wasn't like Tyson Chandler was a dominating player. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know his career path, he uh, ends up going to New York after the Mavs and he went to Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and is the anchor for a good New York team that just couldn't get over the hump because LeBron. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't like we traded and we're like, oh, this guy's going to change everything. It was a great trade by the Mavs, um, and we really helped develop Tyson into something great. And he even admits that if he didn't go to Dallas, he didn't. He doesn't know where his career, yeah. how his career would have gone.
0: He said he wished he never left Dallas. Also, after mm-hmm. his career,
1: he came. He came back.
0: He did, yeah.
1: He came back on in the twilights. But... <laughs> sweet,
0: sweet years, but <laughs> not productive years. But anyways, <clears throat> also we signed Paige Storyakovich, for those of you who don't know, shooter. He was on that 2002 Kings team that got screwed out of the Western Conference Finals. So he wants a little part of this revenge tour. Mavs also make a trade with Toronto to get Sean Marion. So, big switch up on the team, just hunting veterans, uh, defensive-minded veterans. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. We signed him, right?
1: Yeah, we signed him.
0: Yeah. And our dog, Deshaun Stevenson.
1: Absolutely, from the Wizards.
0: And Kron Butler.
1: And Kron Butler. That was a trade, actually. Yeah. Um, But sadly enough, Kron Butler goes down around the middle of the season with an ACL injury. And he was a starter with the fourth highest minutes um, on the team. Uh, a great three and D player, um, can yeah. create his own offense too. Just a great player overall. And I mean the trade, that the trade to the Wizards, we wanted Khrom Butler. Like Deshaun Stevenson was more of like a toss in mm-hmm. um, at the time, and Khrom Butler was a budding great player.
0: Yeah, he averaged fifteen a game. Yeah, he's a great. Great player.
1: Yeah, and, and 15 a game back when teams would win 102 86. Um, you know, yeah. like scores like that. It's not like today's NBA where every team's putting up 120. Um, scoring was a lot different then.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Mavs get through the 2011 season, have a great season. They have various win streaks of 12 games, 10 games, 8 games including an 18-1 streak. Just great regular season. They finish at the three seed at the end of the regular season. So they get to playoffs. First round matchup is Portland. Portland is the sixth seed. Their star is LaMarcus Aldridge, someone who kind of replicates the game after Dirk. You know, Big man, likes taking mid-range jumpers, working around the post. They also got some vets. And Gerald Wallace. Brandon Roy's career's kind of fallen downhill, but still a great player. Saves him one game. And they got Nick Batum, Wesley Matthews, Gerald Wallace, some guys like that. So, Mavs at the beginning of the series go up 2 0. They're playing fine. Dirk's not really going yet. Team's kind of going. Deshaun Stevenson is starting. Jason Terry's coming off the bench. Uh, you know, they're pulling W's out. Mm-hmm. But then the Blazers pulled out to
1: 2-2. By an incredible 23-point comeback in the fourth quarter in game four, um, led by Brandon Roy. And something, <clears throat> what I found really interesting is like, after you lose that game, it's now a 2-2 series. Everybody's like, oh, look, the Mavs are going to do what the Mavs do. They're gonna blow another first round. They're gonna lose to a worse team. And I remember Bill Simmons when he did an interview with Dirk was talking about how Dirk came on the bus um, right after that loss and went around and gave nucks to everybody on the team and said like, "They're coming back to our our place. Like we got this. Like Mm. flush that down the toilet. Like let's go out there and get this." What a leader! Absolutely.
0: What a leader. I don't know how you just put that behind you like that, but that propels us into game five. Coming home. Tyson Chandler sets, not sets, but gets the second most offensive rebounds in a game in playoff history. Playoff history. history. He has 13 offensive rebounds, 20 in total, more offensive than defensive rebounds, and you know this name. Only Shaq has more. He had 14 in a game.
1: And you know so, how dominating and polarizing Shaq was. Yeah. And, uh,
0: unstoppable.
1: Enticing to be second. Great. Pretty phenomenal. Good Pretty company. Phenomenal. good company. Good company. Great
0: company. Mavs take game five. Game six. Dirk says, All right, kids. That's enough, enough play time. Come inside. I'm going to read y'all bedtime story. <laughs> Come to bed. Tuck y'all in. Dirk drops 33 points. 11 boards. 11 for 11 from the free throw line. 11 for 17 from the field. No threes. Just takes them to school. Get out of these playoffs.
1: Moving on to the next round. <clears throat> we play... A two time de- defending champ in the LA Lakers.
0: They um, won the two previous years, the championship.
1: Kobe's looking for another three peat Um the Mavs had something else in store him.
0: <laughs> so what I mean, what would your prediction be if if your team, you know, is notorious for choking, not showing up, and they're playing the defending champs? That are the two seed, or the three seed. They're the two seed. Uh, what what would you think? Yeah, we don't stand a chance. You know, maybe seven. Maybe we beat them in seven or six.
1: But you also <laughs> see the Lakers just sweeping or yeah. five one. You know, it's the Lakers at that time were at their peak. I mean, this was the last time. Kobe made the final, or the year prior was the last time Kobe made the finals. This was prime Kobe. Yeah. It's not like we got Kobe in his twilight years. This was a like prime Kobe Bryant, a prime Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum. They were stacked across the board.
0: Yeah. But uh, the, Mavs, uh, the Mavs swept them. Swept. This is the coming out party for the Mavs. They beat the Lakers 4-0. to zero. And not only that, but Game 4 was a historic beatdown. Just an embarrassment. So Game 1, you know, Dirk's not really going yet in these playoffs. The bench kind of won us, won the game for us, sort of close to yeah, the game.
1: Jet played insanely well. Uh, J.J. Berea played great. Peja Stockovic played great. It was a team effort. Um, And that was what was missing in years prior. Um, Because years prior, Dirk had to go off every series, every game, um, for the Mavs to have a chance. And this was just a veteran-savvy team that allowed Dirk to not have the pressure of having Mm -hmm. to do everything every game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Jason Terry came off the bench for – the majority of the games in the playoffs and Deshaun Stevenson was starting most of the games, you know, jet was getting more minutes, but Deshaun was out there for, you know, defensive purposes.
1: Uh, he's just a good three and D player. Yeah. Um, Played good defense and shot the three. Well,
0: yeah, did it had a little feud with LeBron. Actually, that's a different story, but him and LeBron don't like each other.
1: Not, Not huge fans.
0: So, game two, sort of same story as game one, but Dirk has shown a little better play. Nine for 16. Uh, Mavs go up 2 0. Who expected that? You know, Lakers are definitely going to win game three, right? No. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Dirk gave it to him. 12 for 19 from the field. 32 points, nine boards, and some of his more prime uh, scorers on the starting unit, uh, Jason Kidd and Sean Marion were four for 19. So also showing that Dirk can pick up the slack for this team, and they can still get a win. Mm -hmm. Mavs go up 3-0. Game four.
1: Historic game four.
0: I could talk about, we could do a whole pod on game four. (laughs) My goodness.
1: it was a dominating game from start to finish.
0: I remember listening to this game on the radio, and I was just excited in the car. I remember. I was with my mom, and we were driving somewhere, and I listened to this game. Hmm. Peja, J.J. Berea, and Jason Terry all came off the bench. <laughs> just reading this is crazy. Combined. They were 27 for 35 from the field.
1: that's, that's almost
0: eighty percent. and, and that's actually
1: 16, what's a shot for three 16
0: for 20 from three. <clears throat> and if you take JJ out of the threes, Peja and Jason Terry alone were 15 for 16 from
1: three. Well, which is absurd
0: just absurd
1: jet is especially back then it was the most threes made in a playoff game yeah at at that point in history it was just unprecedented of
0: just gave it to him just giving it to him Um, it looked like open gym
1: that was also the game andrew bynum sold his entire career um he maliciously elbowed J.J. Barea, um <laughs> a dirty play, and immediately got sent to the Sixers. And karma came back at him, and he had knee injuries for the rest of his career and never really saw the court again.
0: Don't mess with all-in-one Dallas' best Twitter follower, J.J.
1: Don't mess with him. You'll get mm. a heap of trouble.
0: That's our boy. I remember watching <laughs> that on TV, too.
1: I was infuriated when he did that.
0: <laughs> but... You know, that was... Out of frustration, you know, we picked our head up, moved on, and went to the Western Conference Finals while they got to go home. That game, Dirk was plus thirty-seven, which means when he was on the floor, we outscored him by thirty-seven. And JJ was plus twenty-nine, and Peja was plus twenty-eight. You know, not a lot of people wanted Peja. You know, old vet, slow. He actually retired after this season. Yeah, but what we signed him?
1: We signed him halfway through.
0: Yeah. What a pickup for the Mavs! So,
1: swooping on thing. to the Thunder series, which had the combination of James Harden and Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. So that was five. Um, they also had Thabo Sefolosha because he technically started over Harden, but Harden played more minutes. Um, just came up. Kind of like bench. a
0: Deshaun like Stevenson a... jet.
1: Yeah, um, same thing. Dabo was out there just for defense um but yeah it was a stacked thunder team with some all-time great nba players
0: yeah kevin durant um this was his second year i mean they're all pretty young katie was in his fourth year westbrook in his third harden and abaca in their second year but they weren't, this wasn't a young, unexperienced pushover team. Kevin Durant was in the midst. This season, he won his second scoring title in a row, and the next season, he would go on to win his third in a row. So,
1: and this to mention, is Kevin same team, without any major moves, make the NBA finals the year after. The um, next year. Yeah, so... We
0: actually... No, no, no. We see them in 2016, not
1: 2012.
0: Yeah. But, so 2016. but yeah, so... You know, this series is kind of in the air. Uh, this is a great, athletic, exciting thunder team. You know, Westbrook is insanely athletic, as we all know. Abaka's premier shot blocker, Harden's coming into his own. In a few years, he's going to be dealt to the Rockets and be who he is now. So they're kind of the new kids on the block, you know. But, man, the Diggler, German Jesus... <laughs> Dirty, tall Bala, from the G. He arrived and was not going anywhere. He game one. Game one. Dirk Nowitzki is his greatest player performance of all time in this ever for him. He goes twelve for fifteen from the field. No threes. No threes. Just just taking Ibaka to school in the mid range in the post and 24 for 24 from the free throw line 48 on their head just and j-
1: an insane game
0: just a lesson he was awarded his phd after this game <laughs> on top of that jason terry and jj Berrea added 45 of their own on efficient shooting
1: yeah, it was a great team win. Um, at home, just taking care of business. T- taking the trash out. Mm. At the, end of the day, just taking I the like trash
0: that. out. Taking the trash out. <laughs> just routine.
1: Game two was the sole game we lost. Um, so spoiler, we ended up winning in five. Um, the bench didn't play well, didn't have much. Um, it's just kind of the story of the game, um, yeah. Especially in the NBA playoffs, if your bench isn't providing anything and they're negative, it's really hard to win. Um, yeah. Especially when you get into like Western Conference Finals matchups, and where both teams are exceptionally well, and one team's going to go to the finals and have a shot to win it. Um, it's hard to have a bad day from the bench. I mean, you even see it in today's NBA. Um, the Atlanta Hawks and Seventy Sixers game last night. Actually, Seventy Sixers bench played phenomenal. Corkmaz um, had more points than he did in Game One and Two. They easily won the game. Uh, bench play is extremely important, especially after the first round of the playoffs. And I mean, we even saw this year with the Mavs. Um, not even bench play; just when Luca's off the floor. Doesn't matter who else is on. We saw the struggle that the Mavs had. So bench play is super important and. That's why game 2 wasn't our game.
0: And especially when you're playing Kevin Durant, he's unforgiving. So yeah. if you're if you're going to drop a game, if you're going to not take a game off, but just play a bad game then you know he's going to take advantage of that. Exactly. So, series tied 1-1. The Mavs do not look back. Game 3 was pretty ugly. Katie and Russ had 54 of their 87 points. Yeah. Also, keep in mind these games are a lot. You'll see a lot of 80s
1: for 80s, final scores.
0: 90s. These are a lot low in, lower scoring games than the pace now. was
1: just slower. Um, yeah,
0: more mid range.
1: Yeah, the three wasn't taken as much. It's before all the analytics. Um, yeah. So.
0: so just lower scoring games. But Katie and Russ had 54. They're 87 points well the math starters barely outscoring them had 65 of our 93 so we beat them by 6 just a good game to win you know coming out of those ugly games where you know you maybe need to shoot well you are kind of feeling off and getting a win you know at least you got something out of it
1: especially in OKC because mm-hmm. at the time the way these playoffs were If you were the top seed, you got game one and game two at home. And uh, the lower seed, which would be the Thunder, get games three, four, and five in OKC. And then game six and seven is back in Dallas, um, Mm -hmm. if necessary. So going on the road for the first game was super important. Um, Grabbing that dub and not letting them get up 2-1 with two more home games. Um, So that was a pivotal game for the Mavs.
0: So, real quick sidebar, Uh, the Thunder were the four seed, and so the Mavs have now played the six, two, and four seed in the playoffs, and they were the three seed. So, who's the one seed, you might ask? It was the Spurs, however, they lost in round one to the Memphis Grizzlies, who the Thunder beat in seven games to wind up here. Mm-hmm. So the one seed is just out of the equation now. It's we're the highest seed in the West. Right. <clears throat> so we're the team to beat. Team but to beat. Mavs go up 2-1. Going into game four. Derity's back. The Diggler's back. 12 for 20. 14 for 15 from free throw. 40 bomb. You know, just <laughs>
1: Pure domination by Dirk.
0: Yeah, just another lesson, man. Just sitting a baka down in his crib and just spoon feeding. <laughs> here, here just, comes the mid-range.
1: Just mm-hmm. teaching these young boys, teaching these young boys what a vet will do to them.
0: And Kevin Durant has a lot of praise for Dirk too. He so does. I, I think that's pretty cool. He was. He was obviously a little upset and salty at this series, saying that Dirk is just a tall shooter, but he comes back. He came back later in his career and said he was watching the tape of Dirk and just saying how he's a master scorer and just complimenting him. So we got some KD love. And
1: and just for those who might not know this, KD actually does a... Uh, His pregame workout is actually based off Dirk's. It's a little bit different because KD's game is a little bit different, but KD is a 7-foot same height as Dirk. Um, He doesn't like to be listed at 7-foot because he doesn't want to be considered a 7-footer, but he is. And he does the same type of routine as Dirk. And, I mean, he's just better than Dirk, obviously. Just an
0: athletic Dirk, essentially.
1: It's literally an athletic Dirk with handles. Yeah. Uh, Which is insane to say. uh, I don't think we'll ever see anybody as good as Kevin Durant with his size and just the way he moves. and Even coming off this Achilles injury. This is a little sidebar, but he's dominating in the playoffs. Um, Yeah.
0: And I honestly... I don't know if this is if there's something out there about this, but I think he learned a lot from Dirk in this series and uh, just became a better player after this series. As they go to the finals the next year,
1: yeah, um,
0: <laughs> you know they were kinda on kinda the doorstep.
1: Kind comes into his own and isn't just about great. He still wins scoring titles post this series, but like he just doesn't have the same like. Oh, I'm gonna take 30 shots again. He just picks his spot better because that's mm-hmm. what Dirk was really known for. He would pick his spots. He would take shots when needed to take shots, but Dirk never really took like an outrageous amount of shots. You know, he yeah. made sure the team was involved, even though he wasn't the playmaker. Um, instilled the confidence in his team to feel comfortable taking big shots. And that's precisely, what.
0: precisely. So. Mavs are up 3-1, going into game five. Marin has the best game of the playoffs so far for him. He puts in 26. Dirk also has 26. And they pick up the slack for Jason Kidd and Deshaun Stevenson, who were one for 14 combined. But the Mavs pull out. Dirk has 32.
1: Yeah, 32-6 on 56% from the field. It was just a vintage Dirk performance.
0: And Mavs, Mavs beat that Thunder team 4-1. So up to this point in the playoffs, the Mavs are 12-3. and
1: And just to say a little backtrack here, um, Jason Terry was interviewed um, about this round, which another sidebar, he got a tattoo that said 2011 finals champs before the season started bold bold prediction um, that's
0: not bold I don't know what is
1: so all I'm hearing is Luca needs to get a 2022 <laughs> championship tattoo and we win the finals
0: that's what I'm getting uh, at. Tim Hardaway does actually uh, Tim Hardaway sort of like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the
1: perfect yeah that's a perfect <laughs> cop so Jason Terry was interviewed and he talked about how this Mavs team didn't think they would I mean obviously every team is going for the finals they want to win the finals but they didn't feel like they could win it until they swept the Lakers. And you can see the kind of confidence building since the Lakers series. Um, like Jake was saying, we're 12-13 and 13 so far, or 12-3. and three, But two of those losses were against the Blazers, who are a much worse team than the Lakers and the Thunders. So you can see the confidence in the Mavs. Yeah. Uh, self-confidence is being built. It's there. Um, and they think they can beat anybody.
0: Eight and one against two of the premier teams in the West.
1: Yeah, with so, two of the premier players in the NBA—not even just the West.
0: Yeah, Kobe and KD.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> so now I could talk about this forever. Mavs hours. Move on to the finals. NBA Finals. Playing the best team to come out of the East, which is drum roll. The Miami Heat, Miami mm. Heat, same team from 2006, same team that got the ghost foul calls, same team that got the rigged championship against the Mavs, same team, the Heatles. Now this is what they are now. They got LeBron and Bosh on top of Wade, the big three, the super team. It's the Heatles,
1: the team that LeBron famously said is not going to win. Not one, not two, <laughs> not three. Not four, and so on and so on about the amount of titles that those three were going to win together, and it was the start, and the, it started a new era that was super teams um, across the NBA.
0: Yeah, and you know I, I, this was his first Lebron's first season in Miami. So, I mean, I'm sure some of you know what happens after that, but you know all the hype. All the media, all the focus is on them. You know, it's South Beach. They're having fun. They're, they got the second best record in the East. They just cruised through the playoffs. You know, they got LeBron. It's all over. The Heat were favored minus 180 to win the series. And Dallas was 160. Honestly, not, I thought it would be worse than that. That's not crazy odds, but still pretty heavily favoring the Heat.
1: Especially for like an NBA finals. You know, yeah. and like a team that has consistently proven all like throughout the 2000s that they're a very good team. Um,
0: I think back then the way the playoff format mo- was, like Max said, where the high seed gets the first two games at home, the way seed gets the next three, and then the high seed gets games six and seven at home. Mm-hmm. I think that allows for the low seed to more easily steal a game or two. So that's probably why the odds weren't so high. But if it was the current playoff format, I could easily see this being heat minus 250.
1: Yeah, I was about to say 250. Like yeah. 250 seems reasonable in the Mavs being like plus like 195.
0: Yeah. Something like that. So for, for the way this playoff format was, these, this pretty heavily favored Miami, especially their first year together.
1: Yeah.
0: So a um, lot, lot of hype on this. A series. lot of hype.
1: Um. Game one, the Mavs really just don't have it. Um, missed a lot of shots. Uh, nine lead changes before half, so it was a back-and-forth battle. Um, super low-scoring game, um, especially in the first quarter. Um, the Heat won the game in the third. Uh, they all scored the Mavs by five, and that was the end of it.
0: Yeah, just back-and-forth, really. No, these, th- This is probably one of the lower NBA finals I know that I can, lower scoring, sorry, NBA finals that I can remember. Um, Yeah. You know, they, they had their whole white heat thing going on, which is like they, the whole crowd, everyone in the crowd is wearing these white shirts. Uh, You know, it's crazy. You know, this is our house, you know, heat nation, all that stuff. Just Mavs didn't get it going. Uh, in the second half, as much as the Heat did, then they go down 0-1. Heat her and, up.
1: Yeah, they lost the game 92-84. Um, that, like Jake said, down 0-1.
0: Yeah. So, game two is in Miami again. Um, huge, huge, huge game. Huge game. You don't want to go down 2-0. You know, even though you got games coming back home you just you just can't go down to a to a team like this where they get the whole nation behind their back you know all the media is gonna be maths are done heat you know huge game and the maths just are kind of flat throughout mm-hmm. the game uh, <laughs> heat are having fun they're hitting threes and we get all the way to the fourth quarter and the maths are down 15 with a little over six minutes left. Yeah, 6.22 six. on the clock.
1: And they put together possibly the greatest comeback in finals history? Probably finals si- history. Over that six-minute mark?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, starts off with Jet hitting the range and then he leaks out, gets a layup. <laughs> Just like that, cut it to 11. You know, there's not a, an 11-point shot in basketball. You just got to chip away. Yep. So, I mean, clock is winding down here, too. You don't have time. You got to go. And uh, in two and a half minutes, they cut the lead to six. So, got about three, four minutes left. They're only down six. Spolster's got to call timeout. And that crowd is quiet.
1: Quiet. <laughs> you-
0: could drop a pin and hear it from the nosebleeds.
1: (laughs) Um, Dirk ends up tying it up with a lefty vintage Dirk layup. Um, Sticks his tongue out like he always does.
0: Did you say Uh, a lefty layup?
1: I did say a lefty layup. Oh, remember that. (laughs) With 57.6 seconds to go, tied at 90-90.
0: So, right after that, uh, you know, like we just said, heat or quiet. Love to hear it. Dirk bangs a three. And I think Mike Breen was calling the game. And he's losing his mind. I uh, mean, they capped a 20-2 run.
1: 20-2 In to less two than run. six minutes.
0: Yeah, just the stuff that champions are made of. You know, Mavs go up three, but then a blunder on an inbound pass leaves, I think from Jet, leaves Mario Chalmers wide open in the corner. He hits a three with about 20 seconds left. Crowd's losing it, but we got the ball. And Diggler gets it around the elbow free throw line and hits a lefty layup with four seconds left. Sealing the game.
1: Also, kind of cool off-topic fact. um, Until I got my new phone, I actually got my phone case was that Dirk lefty layup play um, that ended up winning the game um, for about like a year and a half. It was my phone case. If you are interested in it, a phone case, or they have like all these different like uh, like cool plays about it. You can go to Etsy and you'll easily find it um, yeah
0: it's kind of like a overshot of the court and it's showing like the arrows and like x's and o's of where all the players go
1: mm-hmm. and it's and it like score
0: layup yeah
1: yeah it's like novinsky's layup it shows a score the time on the clock like it's pretty cool to see like how the whole play happened and how much off-ball movement there was because today's nba it's like you have one shot left. It's like, okay, we're giving the ball to the best player. Yeah. Let him get Where's the shot.
0: Kevin Durant? Where's LeBron? Where's Steph?
1: Yeah. Um this was a lot of off ball movement and
0: Yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll tweet that out on our Twitter, so keep an eye out. Absolutely. So huge comeback game too, biggest game of the series, not gonna lie. That was that saved the Mavs from going home uh, early, I think.
1: Winning so, that game ninety five to ninety three.
0: Yeah, so tied up, coming back home. Great feeling that you stole one at their place.
1: Game three. You want to get into game three?
0: Yeah, we'll get into game three. So Dirk was pretty uh, Not Dirk, sorry. Dirk was fine, but the team was a little slow. He did his thing, 11 for 21 from the field in 34 points with 11 boards but the rest of the team was 17 for 49 that's right above 30% uh, just not what you need for an NBA Finals game mm-hmm. Wade, Dwayne Wade haven't mentioned him yet because we hate him but
1: absolutely hate him
0: uh, he had 29 this game 12 for 21 great game uh, just didn't get it going, in the Heat stole this one.
1: And let me just say this about Wade. He, to this day, does not give the Mavs any love. No Mm-mm. matter current Mavs, old Mavs, anything like that. Like, if Dwayne Wade follows, followed us on Twitter, I would block him. <laughs> That's how much I hate Dwayne Wade.
0: Yeah, I would then report his account. I would, too. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean...
1: Not just because of 06, just the disrespect he puts on the Mavs throughout any of his media sessions that he has when asked about it. Um, he thinks that the Mavs beating them was a fluke, that it wouldn't happen again, that they got lucky. Uh, it's just, like, overall disrespectful. Um, yeah, Most players in the NBA, if they lose their their final series they're going to acknowledge um, how great the other team was and how the other team beat them. Like Dirk. Like Dirk. And Dwayne Wade just unprofessional.
0: Yeah, unprofessional. And when we talk about game five here, you'll understand the hate a little more also. Yes. So Mavs go down 2-1. Still got two home games left, at least. So moving into game four... This is where the tide turns. This is where Dirk Nowitzki comes out. Um, you know, he played great against the Thunder. Not going to lie to you, he doesn't have another you know 40-point game, 20 for 20 from the free throw line, anything like that. But it's just vintage Dirk. Just stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, Dirk. Right. Just willing this team to compete.
1: Hitting clutch shots, clutch moments, um, and yeah. playing a great overall team game.
0: Yeah, and at this point, the Mavs are down two-one. Miami is favored minus three hundred eighty to win the series. So no. no one's no one's betting on the Mavs except the Mavs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's do or die because three-one, as we've all seen, except twenty sixteen, you're done. So, I mean, Dirk doesn't have the best stat game ever.
1: But, but hitting timely shots. and
0: Yeah, and picking the team up and just staying consistent and just being a leader. You know, he, whenever he missed a shot or didn't get a call, he didn't hang his head and cuss and mope. And, you know, that's not what you want to see from your leader. You know, he right. didn't play the best game of his career, but... He kept his head high and just wanted this win. This um, is also the, the worst game of LeBron's final career. Finals. Yes, absolutely
1: career. the worst.
0: He's three for 11. You know, we're switching off tandems, guarding him of Deshaun Stevenson, Sean Marion, yes. JJ Perea. <laughs> Which,
1: <laughs> Which is just insane.
0: Just the the courage. Oh. To throw J.J. Bray on LeBron.
1: Which LeBron has about a foot. <laughs>
0: yeah. On. A foot of height and probably another foot of wingspan.
1: Yeah. And uh, just a, a gutty, gritty performance from the Mavs in Game yes. 4.
0: Yes. And wow. they tie it up.
1: They ended up winning that game 86-83. Um, so was tied 2-2 with Game 5 in Dallas hmm
0: so <laughs> this was just an offensive assault from the Mavs uh, highest points they scored in the whole series and uh, th- this is where we're talking about Dwayne Wade or Dwayne Wade hate so before this game video comes out of LeBron and Dwayne Wade I think they were leaving shoot around but they're walking down the halls and right before this dirk come Dirk is in a press conference and says he's you know he's got a sinus infection he's not feeling well he's not uh, actually lame. I think it
1: was a flu yeah because he had a 102 fever um prior to game five, so it was like m j had a flu game Dirk had a flu game
0: Dirk had a flu series Dirk had a flu yeah. finals like he's not <laughs>
1: It just a just a ridiculous performance um the video if you don't know it, you could go to youtube and look up Dwayne Wade LeBron make fun of Dirk and it'll immediately pop up um and it's coming from Wade who was actually once taken off the court in a wheelchair <laughs> for a dislocated shoulder he had to get <laughs> a wheelchair
0: the hypocrisy yeah uh, uh, essentially him and LeBron are saying that Dirk faked the illness, and they're they're faked <clears throat> I I think I feel sick. Coughing. It's
1: like, oh, it's a, it's 86 degree weather outside. <coughs> oh, I think I have the flu. I'm sick and yeah. like
0: And it, this isn't this, this is in front of reporters. You know, they're walking in the hall with big cameras in their face. This isn't someone sneaking an audio recording on their phone. This is, they want Dirk to see this. They don't care who sees this.
1: Yeah, which and also
0: just, just added to the hate.
1: Little side piece in that video, LeBron has ice on his knees. Dwayne Wade doesn't. Wade, what happened to your knees? Sorry, I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to add that. Mm. Mm.
0: And we will get revenge because yep. Game Five, and also, just the professionalism and leadership from Dirk. You know, Dirk. I wouldn't have blamed Dirk if he came out and said, uh, "Those two need to shut up. Uh, they don't know me." Any. He basically comes out and says uh you know i think that's childish i'm moving on i don't think about it whatever i'm here in the finals if you need extra motivation then you shouldn't be here and just drops the mic on them
1: german Jesus style little
0: children all right kids it's it's the adult swim get out the pool now
1: and even Kuron butler who was injured um for over half the season for the Mavs and didn't get to play in the playoffs. He has commented since that. He knew the series was over then. Um, <laughs> like it was over. Like the Mavs are going to win. Um, yeah. And
0: just to sum up this performance from the Mavs, uh, Dirk had 29 on 50% from the field. Jet was 21% from the field. Not sorry, 21 points with 67% from the field. And the Mavs, as a team, were thirteen for nineteen from three, so it just poured it on them. Just this is a shut up game.
1: Yeah, this um, is
0: we can send you home game.
1: The Heat ended up combining the big three 59 points on twenty of fifty three shooting, which is horrendous um, from your three best players. Um, and mm. the Mavs ended up winning one twelve to one o three. To take a three-two lead,
0: I think LeBron had a triple double this game, but he had seventeen points.
1: Yeah, it, it was it wasn't a LeBron vintage triple double. It was just a
0: yeah, it was a dud. Yeah, but that being said, we would also like to address that this wasn't a LeBron dud for no reason.
1: The Mavs played the best defense on LeBron than anybody else has um, ever. Even dating into like playoff history, like they they shut LeBron down, and probably it was probably uh,
0: Igudala is probably it was like that kind of defense on him the whole time.
1: And like you also got to think, even with Iguadala on him, he would average thirty-seven, like ten and ten. So like Iggy played good D, but LeBron was still shooting above fifty percent. Um, just the combination of Sean Marion. Um, old school JJ Borea beef and all of that really led to the Mavs shutting him down. LeBron, at that point
0: in his career, was kind of a you know, get the ball and go fast break, taking it to the cup, like off the perimeter and hitting threes when you back off of him type guy. He wasn't the gamer, he wasn't the he didn't control the game. At any point in time during that series, just because Mavs were running, were throwing zone and then th- switching back to man, giving different looks on him. You know, he didn't have a post game at that point in his career, so they took advantage of that, just gave him different looks out on the perimeter. So, Moving on. That, that led to Mavs going up 3 2 in the series, taking yeah. two in a row.
1: Um, game six in Miami. Um- The Mavs uh, wore blackout um, when they arrived to the arena because it's a funeral. Um, Which, if you want a video, if you're a MFFL and you want a video to give you goosebumps, um, I'm sure many have watched it, but just look up Mavs 2011 championship run. Uh, Just great videos. Redemption. Um, Redemption. Um, It was a gritty game through the first half Uh, the Mavs were only up two at half Um, at times it kind of seemed like Dirk was trying a little too much to put the game away instead of going back to the play style that had gotten him there that was a team effort Um, but yeah I mean
0: yeah it's I mean this is I almost feel like a lot of people were assuming like oh man game seven in Miami you know Heat are going to win this one and then it'll be a great game yeah but no, that, that didn't happen. That it didn't happen that way. Miami, sorry. Uh, first half was kind of back and forth, like the, most of the rest of the series. Mavs were only up two, kind of like Max said. And you know, like you said, Dirk wasn't putting the best stat performance ever. I mean, when the time came, he delivered. But one of the real heroes of that game was Jason Terry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he was—he's the only player in the team that was there for the 2006 rig job. Uh, Obviously, J. J. Barea, that's Dirk. Yeah, yeah, him and yeah, him and Dirk. Uh, JJ Berrea was on the team the year after, and he was 06, 07. So you know, those three knew what it was like and knew what was at stake, <clears throat> and. That's, you know, they just played so well when, you know, when it was on the line, when when we were tied with Portland 2-2, when we just wanted to bury the Lakers and we knew it was possible, they showed up and the Thunder, you know, they they showed up, they just showed up every round, every series. Mm-hmm. Jet was 11 for 16 from the field, hit a dagger in LeBron's eye, just Great game from the bench and from the team.
1: It was just an overall, there wasn't anything um, individually player-wise that is going to jump out in the box score, but it was just a team effort. Um, mm-hmm. It was a concentrated effort in the fourth. They entered the fourth up nine, finished it up ten. Um,
0: yeah, so they won the fourth quarter. When they were already up nine.
1: And that's what you have to do to win games. If you're up. Yeah. It's the fourth. And you're going to win.
0: And I recommend you go. There's tons of videos out there. But just go watch the end of that game. And just see the emotion of Dirk. Just the highs and lows for years. The early 2000s. Over 10 years. Just not making it. Being called a fraud. Dirk never did anything wrong. There was no scandals. There was nothing that he ever did off the court to be ridiculed or slandered and just being called a choker, not being able to lead a team, fraudulent MVP. And they finally, he did it. He finally did what he said he'd been working for half his life.
1: And what's crazy is that he was so emotional. He actually ran off the court and went to the locker room. And, um, I forgot who it was on the Mavs PR, but they went back there and.
0: I think it was Dirk, Windhorst.
1: Yeah, Windhorst, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, went back there and Dirk was crying. Uh, he just achieved his lifelong goal. Yeah. Um, that he'd worked so hard for. And they ended up telling him, like, dude, when you look back on this, um, you're not going to want to see, um, The whole reason he went to the locker room to cry was because he felt embarrassed. And it's also different because he's not American. Um, He felt embarrassed crying in front of everybody um, like he did when he won his MVP. Um, Mm -hmm. And he didn't feel comfortable doing that in front of all these fans and national media. But they ended up talking to him and saying, look, when you look back on this – I mean, at this point, he also knew he was going to win Finals MVP, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look back on this, you don't want to not be in any of the pictures. You want to be a part of it. And he ended up coming back onto the court and receiving Finals MVP and just capping off, just putting the cherry on top of an already great career.
0: Yeah, just, you know, he did it. He escaped the Zero Ring Club. Yeah. And he's now with... Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Reggie, none of the, John Stockton, none of those guys. So yeah, he's
1: and he he's ran, the man. He's the man. Um, that's why there's a road in Dallas literally called the Wiltzky Way.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: he, he's, he's the man in Dallas.
0: The most precious Dallas championship I ever was alive for, and the one that I hold dearest to my heart that'll? I well, hope that Luca can bring us some, but that one will always mean something special.
1: Especially with the, it's arguably the hardest road uh, <laughs> that he went through because, like Portland, had Brandon Roy um, right before his knees just.
0: And Aldridge gave Aldridge away. was a multiple time All Star. He was he yeah. averaged like twenty five that year, something like um, that.
1: Yeah, I mean just a great tandem that they had. And they went through the two peat Lakers. Um going for a three peat and like Kobe and his prime. They went through a young team that made the finals the next year and then they beat the team that wins the finals the year after. Arguably and the
0: so. year after that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I mean just a phenomenal Finals run, and June 12th will always be a day for MFFLs to remember. Um, and it's a great year, 10-year anniversary.
0: 10 years, 10 years ago. Yeah, and not only did he go through those teams, but dominated them. Didn't play a single game seven.
1: Yeah, which is shocking. Um,
0: <laughs> Over, I th- I think it was around 10 All-Stars that he played.
1: Yeah. It- it, it, like players that that were,
0: yeah. Players that were an all star at some point in their career, it's probably about fifteen.
1: Yeah. And if you want to look like Brennan Roy. It was kind of like a Tracy McGrady. Like Grant Hill. If injuries never happened, like he would have been arguably like a top thirty player all time. Yeah,
0: he was on he he won Rookie of the Year. He was on. He was coming out. He almost had his coming out party, but injuries just ruined that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like D Rose. Like, what D like D Rose had some great years, obviously. Um, but what would have been D Rose if he never hurt his knees? Precisely. You
0: know?
1: It's just the big what if. So.
0: So yeah, that kind of wraps up the Mavs' 2011 championship. You know, 10 year anniversary. Will always, always hold near and dear to our hearts.
1: So, jumping into the uh, semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, we have Vegas uh, Golden Knights and Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Jake, what is your prediction for this series and uh, who wins it and moves on to the Cup final? I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna say, say Knights. And the lightning in six, I think both of them in six,
1: which the lightning are playing the Islanders and um, the other semifinals. And I will say this playoff is kind of interesting. It's kind of like normally hockey. There is some upsets, um, but this year feels like a little bit more. Um, the Islanders and Montreal are both four seeds and their division. And it was based on division until now and now it's the highest seed plays the lowest points and so on and so on um and then the lightning who are the stanley cup finals from 2020 which as stars fans we sadly know Mm. um they're the three seed and vegas just beat the team who won the president's trophy which is the most points in a season um in the nhl so i also have vegas um moving on maybe in five or six but I actually have the Islanders um, moving on. They play a tenacious defense, uh, good goaltending. Um, and they've <coughs> they just found a way to get it done. Uh, they beat the number one seed. Uh, they beat Sid the Kid um, and the Penguins. Then they moved on to Boston, who's actually favored to win that division um, with all their new... Uh, players that they added like Taylor Hall and so on and so on. They won that, uh, for two as well. Um, so I have the Islanders winning it at seven. Um, Jake has Vegas and Tampa in the cup final. Who do you have winning the cup?
0: I think it's Vegas this year. I think it's uh, after that, uh, after beating Colorado, you know, they're, they're legit. Uh, I mean, not, not just beating them, but putting them away.
1: Yeah, especially for losing 7-1 in the first game.
0: Um, yeah, you know, even like a, a goaltender switch, yeah, that's still tough to
1: deal with. Yeah, and it Mark Arnton is and Fleury's tough. playing Phenomenal right now. They won four of the last five games in that series to end up winning in six. Um, I have Vegas beating the Isles. Um, I agree. I just Vegas just has the type of play that you want in the playoffs, and I think they just get it done. Um, enough said about NHL. Let's move on to the NBA playoffs. Um, Jake, uh, let's start with Denver Phoenix. It's kind of already, I wouldn't, I'm going to say over.
0: Yeah, it's over.
1: Um, so Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we both Yeah,
0: be. but kudos to them. You know, let's talk about first for a second. Uh, yeah. You know, just adding Chris Paul basically, and they're in the Western Conference Finals. Just kind of shows the untapped potential of a team like that until they get a like a vet leader like yeah. that, and not just making the Western Conference Finals, but you yep. know, they're up three zero on the MVP right now. So, pretty impressive stuff.
1: Kudos to Denver for beating, and both of our opinions, a team we both thought that. Portland would win. Um, Denver without their second best player, Jamal Murray. Um, we just didn't think Denver had it in them. So kudos to them for making it to the second round. Um, yeah. Good. They have a bright, they have a really bright young future. Like, I think Jamal yeah. Murray, Jokic,
0: Aaron, Aaron Gordon's Morgan, a fine pickup, and MPJ.
1: MPJ, All under 26. Like, I, that's just shocking to me that's um, a very good squad moving forward. They have some veteran leadership. Um, so, yeah, Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight, Utah and the Clippers play. Uh, Utah leads 2-0. Um, how do you see that series going?
0: This is sneakily one of the most important games in the in Clippers history.
1: Oh, it's uh, the most important game.
0: Yeah, if, if they go down – I mean, if you go down 3-0 in the NBA, that's a death sentence. And if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals, especially after just getting... Dallas just took them to seven. The year before, they blew a 3-1 lead to Denver. So if they can't pull this one out, I think Kawhi is gonzo.
1: I would agree. And like... Even if Kawhi, because he's a free agent, even if he stays, there's no way you run this team back. And, like, what's the value for Paul George across the league? Like, when you know, like, I just, they're not going to get the same value. And you can say what you want about Paul George. He had a bad game one, but even against Dallas, he, show, he showed that it's not the same pandemic P and he's not always scoring. 30 points, but the dude's averaging like seven assists in his past four games. He's becoming their playmaker because um, Rondo hasn't really been able to touch the court. Uh, and they have a ton of role players stepping up, like Reggie Jackson had 27 last game. Um, so yeah, I I still think that the Clippers will win this series.
0: Ooh. That's I think pretty they, bold.
1: It is bold. I think they win tonight. Um,
0: They're down two zero for those of you who don't know.
1: I just I haven't seen Kawhi go in robot mode, and maybe I'm completely wrong about this.
0: And is Kawhi gonna go robot mode? That's the question.
1: If he does, I just don't see how the Jazz win. Conley's out again. Um, the Clippers had the lead, and then they the Jazz went on a fourteen to two run last game. The Clippers just need to close it out. Um, I don't
0: know. You know they you just did the it ass. against Dallas, so.
1: Yeah, you have the Jazz.
0: Uh, at this point in time, yeah. I before this year, I would have said Clippers, but I got. I'll say the Jazz now. Uh, being the one seed and being up two zero is different than being the five seed and being up two zero. I think uh, they're True. a great. They're just a. They're the best team in the NBA. Emphasis on team. I think the Nets are hired assassins. Kind of like the Clippers. Just great players thrown together. And, you know, obviously they're a good team. But I think the Jazz just mesh so well without the star power of a lot of other teams.
1: Uh, That they do. Um, Do you have... The Suns beating either the Jazz or the Clippers?
0: No. Yeah, I, I, don't I, don't th- I don't think the Suns make the finals. I mean, based on the way they've been playing, they very well could. I think they uh, match up fine with the Clippers. I think they've got some good 3 and D guys. You know, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson. Just some guys like that you can throw. Kawhi and PG. Guys that the Mavs didn't have.
1: Right. Uh, I, I'll say this. And I know this is a, probably a super hot take, especially the way Phoenix has been playing. I want to see Phoenix play a team that's not riddled with injuries before I'm going to believe in Phoenix. They've had the easiest route so far. They had a. And the two games AD played, AD played three games. Game one, he played awful. Working, yeah. working on his injuries. Game two and three, AD played like AD. The Suns lost both. Mm-hmm. Um, and like LeBron wasn't the same LeBron that we've seen in the past playoffs. I think if you put the Mavs where Phoenix is, I think the, the Mavs are in the same spot. They might not be up 3-0 on Denver. It might be 2-1. That's
0: but I think the point. Mavs
1: are in the same spot. And so, in my opinion, any of these top four teams in the West would have the same... It'd be the same way, like, the way Phoenix is playing. I just – I'm not 100% sold because the Nuggets, I didn't think, would make it out of the first round. I think they got – not lucky, but, like, nobody but Dame played well. Um, And they had, like, Austin Rivers going off and things like that, and we don't always see that. Um, But, yeah. I'm just not sold on Phoenix. I don't think they make the NBA Finals. If they prove me wrong, good for Phoenix. Uh, D Book's amazing. I'm not going to, like, he's a great superstar in the league. But I just think both these other teams are better. Um, And Phoenix hasn't had to play a team that's better than them. Um, That's true. And so that's my only thing. Like, Dallas played a better team, and the Clippers took them to seven. Um, The Jazz. Are taking care of business so far but i mean i don't know i think if you put portland i think portland could almost take care of the lakers because there's no ad um yeah you know and so
0: schroeder like, and uh kcp are dropping zero in yeah. game threes
1: and like maybe we saw that denver beat portland but you know um yeah i just think their first round matchup was overhyped um Because I'm
0: guilty, I picked the Lakers.
1: Yeah, we picked the Lakers, but also if AD's healthy,
0: yeah, different story.
1: Different story because the two games AD played, two of the three games he played, he played well, and LA won both. Um, So yeah, moving on to the East. um, Because the West, we have either the you have the Jazz beating the Suns, and moving on to the finals. I have the Clippers. Or the Jazz. Which,
0: um, if, if the they, Jazz win tonight, I think they make it all the way.
1: Yeah, if the Jazz win tonight, I think they make it all the way. I think if the Clippers win this series, I still think they make it all the way. Um, I agree with that. I just think they pose a lot of defensive problems for the Suns.
0: Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. talking about the East, I'll say Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee. I think Brooklyn comes out. I just...
1: say, <laughs> Even though my prediction was Milwaukee... Milwaukee looks horrendous.
0: Yeah.
1: Horrendous.
0: They lost Steven Chenzo.
1: And for those who might not think it's a big deal, it's a massive deal. Because now...
0: I would compare Spartans, that to the Mavs losing Brunson.
1: Oh, like, I think I'd compare it to the Mavs losing, like, Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. Just because... I don't think it's like... I think if we lost KP, I think it's more of an issue. Um, just because you're having to play Boban now like 30 minutes Um, or like Willie who didn't even see the floor in game 7 but like Devin Chinzo was their second best guard and there's a huge drop off between Devin Chinzo and Pat Connington
0: Um, Brian Forbes yeah but yeah I got Brooklyn winning that series I think that's I think it's a wrap I could be wrong
1: same especially the way game 3 went James Um, Harden's
0: not even playing
1: yeah, it's still going to be over. Neither is Jeff Green. Um, but yeah, uh, quick side piece, Giannis, if he does not develop a jump shot or consistently make free throws, he will n- never win NBA Finals.
0: He should have just come to Dallas. He
1: should have come to Dallas. He shouldn't have signed that extension. Um, Philly, Atlanta, who do you have? Philly, just I feel too, too
0: much. To- they're, they're feeling it now. Just good luck.
1: Too much firepower.
0: on uh, Kailarandi, Danny Green, Seth, Curry. Yeah, Tobias. Danny Green didn't
1: even play last game. He got hurt. Yeah,
0: yeah like.
1: And they still dominated. So.
0: Yeah, and that, uh, that Joel Embiid guy, too.
1: Yeah. Um, Philly, Brooklyn. Let's say that happens. Who do you have?
0: That, I hope that goes to seven.
1: Same. It'll uh, be the
0: that is gonna that might be better than the finals.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be better than the finals. Um
0: I, I hope it is.
1: I I'll say this if the Nets don't have a fully healthy James Harden, I think Philly wins.
0: I just because that I the the one player who I think will decide yeah. Philly's success is Ben Simmons. Because he's their best matchup for KD. Yeah,
1: I mean he's that's the thing they're so defensively sound and if you i mean they could play diable green and ben simmons and let tobias play like off ball on some like joe harris or something or seth curry plays on joe harris or whatever but the thing is it's like without james harden they just need two defenders it's yeah. not like you need three elite defenders <laughs> in the court. um so like you could put fibel or you could put danny green on Kyrie. um and then you can just play Ben Simmons on KD. Or you could even put Tobias Harris on KD. Because KD's going to cook no matter what. But I just yeah. don't think they have an answer for Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like,
0: and I think this series could very well be a series where each team has a game. Or maybe two games where they just blow each other out of the water. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Cavs Warriors a few years ago. Like, Cavs would win again by 30. Warriors would answer with winning by 30. And I think that very well could happen. It just depends. If Brooklyn's hitting shots and, you know, Katie's cooking, Kyrie's cooking, Joe Harris cooking, uh, they're tough to beat. But Philly, if if shooters are going around, Joel B, that is a tough team to beat. Yeah. Um,
1: I also have whoever comes out of the East to win it all. Mm-hmm. Besides, if it's the Hawks, like yeah. even if Milwaukee makes it, I think Milwaukee would win it all. I don't think Milwaukee will make it. Neither do you. But I just nobody in the West impresses me. And, and no, it's no not one's like, shown
0: that consistency.
1: It's the consistency, and it's the impress. Like hasn't impressed me compared to these other teams.
0: Utah is not enough to beat Brooklyn.
1: No, Um, I don't think Utah is enough to beat Philly. And, like, any other team besides Utah won't be able to handle Embiid. Um, Any other team but the Clippers won't be able to handle the Nets.
0: So, yeah, if – I mean, try that small ball lineup the Clippers are using against Joel Embiid or even Katie Giannis. You know, those are all premier seven-foot players that – can thrive down low and hmm. you know get get zubats out there and and Bead is cooking him. So I just don't know if any team in the West has a response for Philly or Brooklyn, maybe Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know the East just seems so much more talented right now than the West. Um Yeah. Granted the, the Lakers. West, is, yeah, like there's three teams in the West that make or the East that make it so talented. Um, mm. The West is a lot deeper, has a lot more talent overall, but um I don't know. I just yeah, we'll see
0: what happens. We got a Clippers Jazz playing tonight.
1: We have Milwaukee Brooklyn tomorrow along with the Nuggets and Suns, and then uh game four Philly Atlanta will be on six fourteen um so be keeping up with the NBA playoffs and mm-hmm. be sure to check us out on Twitter at all at one Dallas uh, we'll keep you updated um, also be sure to be active on Twitter if you want to be a part of a giveaway um, mm-hmm. so yeah turn your tweet notifications on and get active
0: yeah and happy 10 year anniversary MFFLs it was a pleasure talking about it today
1: always a pleasure
0: And we will see you guys next time on All-in-One Dallas Sports.